0: hey welcome to the everyday sniper this is frank from snipers High. just back from tennessee alabama there flew into huntsville for the guardian long-range tactical competition the guardians a standalone events that happen in different places uh around the country throughout the year i happen to attend the tennessee version of it i know there's going to be an arizona version coming up and uh the, the the main player with Guardian is Gary Larson. Gary Larson's just an awesome dude. Listens to the podcast. Oh man, we got to get into some of the fun that Gary had with this. Um, it, it's it's pretty insane. But uh, Gar- Gary's a a great guy, infectious personality, and his matches support the Bethany Christian Services, and it's about foster homes and adoptions. They raise a hundred percent of the money they raise. Uh, put it that way goes to the best Bethany Christian services to help find kids get their forever home and Gary is a product of adoption and foster care and things like that so he's giving back because his stories his key story is a main one uh, plus some of the others I, I I won't mess it up by trying to retell it but um it's just how he grew up and then when when he found his family or his family found him uh, however you want to look at it. The the stories that Gary tells are 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 definitely, um, I you know they're, they're, they're special. There's they're something that really connects to a lot of people, and and you can and you could just see it. So this is Gary giving back. So the um the offer was put forward. Hey, do you want to come to one of the Guardians? And I said, yeah, I want to shoot one of your Guardian matches. And you know he's like, well, which one meets your schedule and and where you're gonna be and so on. And so Tennessee was it. At the uh, King Bee Farms, I think it's called. Is that what it? King Bee Farm or Ranch? Let me look really quick here. If it says, um, yeah, King Bee Farm in Ardmore, Tennessee. So great facility, man. Beautiful place. It, it's it's a wedding place really, but it has a range on it. And and it it's it was it was pretty outstanding with some. Tricky little wins going on there. You know, the winds weren't too strong. And, man, was it hot and humid in uh, Tennessee this weekend. But had some really tricky wins. And I brought the JP Valkyrie uh, shooting the 88 grain Hornaday. And I'll get into that later. But first, you know, jumping on with this match and just seeing a bunch of people. uh, Billy and Maxine Nix, John McQuay and his wife Sarah. A lot of the guys around, uh, Craig Arkson, who win it, congrats to Craig, uh, did a fantastic job. I think he dropped four points all day. Seeing guys like Josh and then meeting Zach and all the guys in our squad, James Mixon, uh, you know, the the list is long. And then for the first time, I met Clifton Reisner, the guy behind the Game Changer Bags. He was sort of the match director for Gary, with the host being the King Bee Farm so got to meet uh Clifton there and and talk to him uh then that you know the the night when it was over a bunch of us went back with Billy and Maxine Nix and had some steaks on the grill and and Clifton was one there so got to, got to really sit down and and visit with him but uh, you know, just from start to finish, this was a super fun match, man. It 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 was a laugh fest the whole way through, and G- Gary did a lot of like these little prankish kind of things. And right off the bat, I'm gonna I'm gonna tie it into the everyday sniper. So Gary's out there listening. We talking time traveling Chinese. We're talking what's a combine. You know, all all the the greatest hits going back to episode one or two. You know, so then. You know, In the last stage of the event is a blind stage, and so there's this page, because in your match booklet, you got the page for the stages, and it's giving you a heads up of what to expect, but then in this blind shot, it, it has all this little stuff, and there's a picture of an alien in a combine in like a blank grid, and it says, fun fact number 224, interesting, I shot a 224. Chinese aliens ride around in combines. Call 303-255-9999. You may have heard that number before. And speak to Mike, the expert. Password combine. And up here, he made some posts and some different things on social media. Basically hinting that Mike had secrets to the blind stage. Like the range. Well, Neither, I I really didn't follow it, you know. I, I'm 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 kind of laxadaisical that way. I, I'm not really, you know, one to. Ch- I'm doing ten other things, you know. So Mike had no clue either. He didn't know any of this is in the book. He had no idea. Friday night, I get a call from Mike. We're at dinner, and and this was the this was the other fun part of it. And, and I'm going to go off on tangents here and there. So bear with me. This won't be a straight line discussion. Typical me, right? I'm a bit scatterbrained. So we we go to dinner, 18 of us, to Sarge's Shack. And it was like, oh, boy, Sarge's Shack. I had a fantastic steak, filet mignon, all done up, mushrooms, onions, baked potato, salad, all that stuff. The whole bill was 30 bucks. I was like, are you kidding me, man? It was fantastic. But that was the thing, like... 18 of us went to dinner and hung out. You know what I mean? That's the kind of thing you want. How friendly and inviting. It's encourage- you, they encourage you to embrace new shooters, Ticks and tr- tips and tricks, doing all this stuff. So I sit down to dinner and I get a text from Mike and he's like, What the frig, dude? Like 50 people have been calling me, asking me for the range to this blind stage. He had no idea. And we're just cracking up. Gary was at the dinner table behind me. He was in tears, laughing so hard because that prank went full circle It was, it was, it was, Mike's like, people are calling up and giving him the password and trying to get, and he, he had none, no idea, man. He was like completely blindsided with it. I guess, you know, by like the 25th person, he was, he was throwing some jokes and asking people like, well, if you can tell me what state has no, um, you know, uh, what letter isn't used in a state? Something like that. Like the letter Q isn't used in a U.S. state. He's like, what letter isn't used in a U.S. state? And I'll tell you kind of thing. And I, I don't know. But he didn't have any idea this was happening. And um, let me just see what it says. Holding an area. I thought it said something in there. But it was online or something. Um, I don't know. But it was a fun little blind stage. They had a little like a, like one almost looked like a Bravo target from the uh, military. The laying down guy. And uh, he was out a couple hundred yards and you had to find it. And they basically say, look at the flag. And between us and the flag, there's a target. Find it, range it, or they gave us the range and then shoot it with one shot. It, it, was, a, it was a sniper target for, you know, I guess the everyday sniper, sniper's high, Chinese time-traveling aliens. But I mean, the fun didn't stop there. So I'm going to be, uh, my guys in my squad said, and I had no idea about this. They were actually like, Sign up early and you can squad with Frank Galley or John McQuay or or whatever from 8541 Tactical. Um, little fun fact for you. Both John McQuay and myself were in the same Marine Corps sniper unit just years apart. He was 1-2 and I was one too. So little fun fact out there for you. Um, so, uh, you know, like people in my squad were like, no, there was like an option to sign up and shoot with Frank Galley. And I'm like, really? I didn't know nothing about that. I, I kind of, I mean, I knew... Gary was promoting me being there as part of it, and and you know I'm not looking for that or anything, but I mean it was fun to play with it. But guys in my squad were like, I was specifically there to shoot with you. So the RO, like they had traveling ROs with the scorekeepers, traveling scorekeepers. Stages had an RO, but then you had a traveling scorekeeper with you. And our state, our uh, squad was a uh, Billy and Maxine Nicks. Uh, originally from Florida, live out of Georgia now, known from CORE, K&M, and all down there, PRS guys, precision rifle shooters, jersey (laughs) wears. And so Maxine, you know, her and I did some shenanigans at K&M years ago and and did some silly stuff with a wig and a couple different things. So she says, well, you're coming to this. What shenanigans do you want to use this time? Or do you want to do? I'm like, I don't know. What do you got for options? And so she gives me this kind of little laundry list she says, oh, the girls shooting CORE and KM and the places like that, when it comes to the barricade stages at a PRS match, because the barricade is technically like over my head, you know, I can't, well, it's, it's kind of lined up with me. It's 50 something inches and I think it's 56 inches and I'm only 62 inches tall, so at 56 inches tall, the barricade comes up to my nose. Now I have to put a rifle on top of it to shoot off the top. That's why I have the long trouse bag that I made because in the kneeling position of a PRS barricade stage, I can't reach kneeling and I can't support that firing elbow. So I use a like a long bag that was custom made to get my elbow up higher because or because my elbow is up higher so it'll bridge the gap. But then when I go to the standing part of a barricade, I then drop the bag on the ground, and because it's so long and wide, it's not very... Um, it's not wide, it's long. So because it's so long and not necessarily as wide, I then can stand on it with a little bit of shoulder-width-apart stance and balance on top of this puff pillow, okay? Not a very good way to shoot a barricade uh, stage. Um, you know, I my my bitches about that. I'm not going to get into in this podcast. That's not what this is about. But Maxine says... Listen, the girls who are like Frank's height have taken to wearing high heels during the barricade stage because you only have to walk up, you know, five yards or so, and then you're shooting off the barricade. So the heels help them reach instead of standing on a bag or something where a lot of us shorter guys stand on bags. So I said, deal, man, go get me some heels and I'll wear the heels and and it'll be funny and we'll have a, you know, laugh and all, all that. So of course... Maxine runs out, gets me, you know, discount shoe heels and these white. I was I was hoping for a sort of clear heel platform stripper shoes, but they didn't have them in my size. Um, so what she got me was these white bedazzled, dazzled open toed. It was funny. You know, they're on. They're all over the internet. I've been posting them up. Go look on my Facebook or Snipers Hide or whatever. So stage one starts off. I got all these new people. Never met, you know, the majority of people in my. I've only known. Maybe three of them in my squad, three out of twelve or something like that in my squad. So, you know, they're like, ooh, I'm in the squad with Frank Galley from Sniper's Hide. And I'm like, okay, well, this this is pressure. So the first stage was was Clifton Reeser's uh uh stage with the pipes. And you had an Ashbury handgun stage to shoot a pig with one of Ashbury's custom guns. Uh thanks to them for sponsoring that stage. It was fun. Gunshot great. When well, guys were saying, Oh, you you drill tech drive those shots. I'm like, Whoa, well, the gunshot good, and just put the red dot where it goes in your money. So I shoot the pig. Then you got to go through the pipes and then come out the other side, and there's another pipe, and then you shoot off the other pipe, and they have targets spread across the range. Again, animal targets, I dig the spread. There was probably about four to 600 yards between the animals, and you had to shoot the four. You had to go from target one to target four, from four back to one. So one, two, three, four, four, three, two, one. Okay. Off the top of the pipes. So I get up there first stage of the day, get the handgun, boom, 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 boom. I get my shots on the pig, all good. I drop it in the bucket. I cruise over to the, uh, my rifle because they stage your rifle at the other pipe. So you're not crawling through the pipe with it. And as I go through the pipe, I'm like cruising and I'm yelling, oh, oh. Right, making just funny noises through the pipe, and I come sliding out because it's super smooth plastic in there. I was actually surprised the velocity I got coming out of that pipe. It was so much fun, you know. And and these people, I can hear like the guys like, okay, this is it, this dude because I I made a spectacle and and it was funny. I, I did well on the stage. I dropped like a round or something. I don't know what it was, but it 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 was a good stage for me. And and I'm yelling, you know. So that broke the ice everybody's now really cool and everything. So then Maxine's like, Hey, I got the shoes. Like, cool. Where are they? Let's go get them. So we go back to her truck, get the shoes and put the heels on. And these people are like, no frigging way. You're not wearing heels. I'm like, yeah. And the next stage is you have to climb up a little tiny metal ladder into the back of a Humvee and shoot out the back of a Humvee. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to climb up the Humvee and do the whole thing. Now, Caveat, there was no barricade stage in this match, so I didn't need the heels for anything like that. I couldn't, I didn't have to wear them, you know, but I did. So then I do that stage and I clean it, you know, because I could fit in the, in the bed of a Humvee. Most guys had to like fold their legs back and bend them at the knees and do all this other stuff. So I go in there, I, I do the stage, I come out, first stage I'm wearing heels and I clean it. All right, that sets the tone. So we're we're all still kind of goofing around and everything. Well, then we kind of going over to this other stage, and it's like a toilet stage where you have to shoot. There's a toilet and a sink and this whole thing. And at first, and I got the heels on, and I'm like, as soon as I see the toilet and the heels, I'm like Jenny McCarthy. I don't know if you guys remember from like the '80s or '90s. I think it was the '90s. Who knows. Jenny McCarthy with the picture of her sitting on the toilet with her panties down, wearing the heels with the little kind of like devilish look on her face. So I'm like, I'm going to do the Jenny McCarthy thing. So now we're taking pictures of me with my pants down, you know, at, on this toilet. Well, immediately I'm looking at this stage and I'm like, okay, they're taking pictures because I'm wearing heels. This is ripe for really gaming it and being that guy. So Jason Green, another PRS guy used to shoot for Copper Creek. I don't know if he still does. I know Jason for a while. Shot with him a bunch in different squads like him. Really good dude. Um, I'm like, okay, can I go up over here? Because there was a little platform with like these gl- or this grate kind of well, – he called it a grate, so we'll call it a grate. There was this platform next to the toilet with a grate. I'm like, can I get up on that and shoot prone and just put my foot on the toilet? And he's like, no, you can't shoot through the grate. Then next to the toilet, there was a pipe, like a, a, a brace, like a bracket for the, um, the little mousetrap thing they call it, this little mini tower that the, the toilet's actually under this tower. And um, I'm like, well, I can fit between the, the pipe and the wood. I can fit in there and go prone. But they said if you go prone down there on the ground, you'll only see the top of the last target, so don't do that. So I just shot it straight and kind of just sat on the toilet with my foot on it and, you know, did the whole thing wearing the heels again. Now, the next stage, you had to run up the tower. So I wasn't going to wear the heels going up the tower. It's wood. It's slippery. The heels aren't real. I can walk in heels. No problem. You know, I'm not going to I'm not going to tell you guys. I it, The guys have been posting pictures of like the supermodels because I said today I posted one of the pictures and said I feel like a supermodel because I had this kind of like pose going on, sit like crouching in heels. So I said, all right. I'm not I'm not going to run up there and do that but when I'm standing there dang fire ant bit my foot got between the heels and me cuz it's open toed and so I took them off and and did that but you know we had a good laugh with with the heels for a couple stages there so you know it it was all about helping new shooters it was all about just having a historical like laugh fest I mean we I don't think there was a, a moment we weren't kind of cracking up over stuff it it was it was a pretty good time. Uh, uh, Cohen, the next set of stages, we go into the barn, and that's where John Rice, early that morning, John Rice is a shooter, Gotten in an accident. He's a paraplegic now. They had the news out there first thing in the morning at 7 o'clock, and John attempted a world record event because they hadn't had a record for paraplegic shooting at like a 1,000 yards in grouping. So he did a 1,000-yard group shot. Um, with the news and everybody there and um, using Prime ammo. That's why I'm a fan of Prime. Prime sponsored him up. The Prime guys were all there helping him. Uh, it was a great little thing. His family was there. Like I said, TV cameras, the whole thing. So we go in and we do. We kind of recreate his stage. We do a John Rice stage, um, tank trap, your normal stuff, LaRue things. Tricky, tricky little wins with that. So get into the shooting part. I'm using the JP Valkyrie um, just to give you a heads up. I don't know if I talked about it or not. Um, just kind of coming off of brain, you know, brain haze there. But I, I, I go into Mile High beforehand and talking to Mike saying I'm going to probably bring the Valkyrie because it's smaller light. It's not really a big deal match for me. So why not shoot the 224? You know what I mean? I'm not sweating it. So, uh, you know, Guardian's unaffiliated and, and, and it's just a fun match. And it, it's a, there, there's a, a good mix of people from pro level shooters like Craig, you know, down to brand new guys who've never shot a match. And I believe the majority of the shooters, uh, I'm not sure on the exact number, about 70 people shot this match. But the majority were new shooters, hadn't shot a match before, or maybe only one match before. So um, I, I go into with Mike. And come to find out, they got 88 grain Hornaday available. So this is supposed to be the whiz bang. I get three cases of it Monday, last Monday, week from what well, today I'm actually filming this today or recording it today. You're probably not going to hear it on a Monday, but if you do, week ago today, I go out on the range to to zero the Valkyrie and dope it. I have no data for it. I've only been shooting seventy grind, 75 grain American Eagle which is 115 bucks for 200 rounds, right? So it's not very, I mean, it's decent to 400, maybe 600, it does really well. But after that, it falls way apart. So this 88 is supposed to be really good and doesn't suffer some of the problems the 90s have been showing. I get my three cases, I go out to my range. I got 18 to 24 mile an hour winds. Now you guys listen to this podcast. You know what's going on. We talk about the winds on our range all the time. They didn't let me down 18 to 24 miles an hour. Not great conditions to be doping your rifle. So I zero it up, I grab some numbers, put it in the software, and I say, well, we'll see what happens, you know. And it's funny, I I I did a track, you know, doing the BC, and Hornaday gives you three BCs. Hornaday with the G1s and G7s and stuff. You can get a 2.5 Mach a 2.0 Mach, and a 1.5 Mach BC. So I ended up going with the 2.0 Mach BC, and I played around with it a little bit, got everything trued up. Muzz velocity out of a 22-inch JP gas gun is uh 2730. Uh, ended up right around 2735 with the adjusted BC down a little bit. So uh, it, it bumped it up like maybe five ten feet per second. It wasn't a lot of change to get it to, to kind of line up to what I shot. But again, I'm shooting a mouse gun in 18 to 24 mile an hour winds. I'm not expecting much out of it. Flying into Huntsville. It's only 45 minutes to the range from Huntsville. In fact, I got there. No drama. Everything's good. I'm cruising up the highway and it's like, you'll be there in a half hour. And I'm like, oh, there's the exit for my hotel. Get off, get my hotel room. Still made it there. Like, 2.45 in the afternoon. I got plenty of time to dope this and check it out. Sure as shit. My my windage zero was 8 tenths off of hitting a 3-inch shoot-and-see. 8 tenths it was off. So I re-zeroed the gun. Everything's good. I didn't have to touch elevation. I just touched my windage. Then I'm knocking out some numbers. And there, there was... um. Like 300, 400, 5, 6, and 7. It was odd ranges, but it was uh, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. I have it written down in my bag, but my bag's downstairs. Um, Hang on, I'm going to pause it and go get it. All right, I'm back. Did you miss me? So I got both my data. I got my data from Colorado here, and I have my data from uh, Tennessee. So Tennessee stuff was 314, 425, 524, 619, 714. Those were your practice ranges they gave you. So 300 was 1.1. The 425 was 2.0. 525 was 3.0. 619 was 4.0. And 714 was 5.0. There's a trend there. Talk about trends, right? Colorado, hang on. My 300 was the same, 1.1. 4, 2.0. 500 was 2.8. 600, 3.8. 800, 5.9. And 1,000. I was 8'4". I will tell you a 1,000 yards here, I was 9'1". So, my software's not trending well. I'm like, okay. Well, let me go by what I got there. I'm going to use that data. I fixed up my, um, my uh, Kestrel a little bit, tweaked it to match up with this stuff, because it, it was off. And, and just so you guys know, when I did have my Colorado numbers... I went into the Kestrel and I used their truing feature. It changed my muzzle velocity to 3,400 feet per second. I was like, no way. So I went back to doing it the way I do it. I did the BC. Then I did my muzzle velocity. And like I said, it only was like a 10 feet per second change when I did it that way. But just using their features. And I was off a little bit here and there. I had to make some tweaks. In fact... On the long range stage, I or not the long. It was the Larue stage. Let me see what that. There was Larue targets. Um, let me see what number stage it was. Uh, if I got it in here, sure I do. But well, it was it was these Larue stages, and actually the Kestrel had dropped me a little bit too low. Okay, so it was stage area C. And it was sling and stone gunfighter. You had LaRue's at uh seven uh, 577, 672, 748, 836, and 906. I actually knocked the LaRue's down. Not all of them, because some of them I hit way too low. The Kestrel had me shooting way too low. I had to tweak a little bit on the fly. So not only was I fighting this weird switchy win they had, it, it was crazy, okay? So there was like a target... I mean, even the three 400-yard targets, I'd shoot, and and this was Jason Green's stage, because that guy's spotting, everybody's spotting for each other. It was like old-school rifles-only competition, to be quite honest with you. Um, it, It reminded me of that. So I get on, I shoot the first one, hit. And I'm like, edge of plate, okay? And just on the edge and not necessarily off the edge. But the way the wind was, it was coming like... 10 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 1 o'clock kind of thing. So my first shot, I hit no problems, hit no good. Second shot, I just follow it right up, and it's off the left side. And the wind's coming from the left. And this happened to me like several times. And I was like, what the hell, man? Because I had to hold a lot of wind. Like one of the stages that got me, there was one with the, um, this is it right here. The the big and small tank trap. You started out prone, five shots, and then you went to the um, tank trap for five shots. So you kind of almost got to confirm your dope um, with this big and small tank trap. And, and they had a big target, little target, big target, little target, and LaRue. So... At the 650, I was like edge of plate. You know, maybe a half mil or so. We'll call it a half mil, but with the size of the target, that was kind of like edge of plate, but just hanging off. Well, the 789 was almost a mil and a half. I went from like a half mil at 650 to like almost, it was a mil and a quarter. I went from a half mil at 650 to a mil and a quarter at 789. So it was it was like we were even kind of like one of the guys Zach was spotting for me. And, and here I am, the, you know, hit, 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 hit. And then I shoot at that 789, and I was two plates away from it. I'm like, what the heck? Holy cow, the wind's so different. That, the Valkyrie after that 700 yards, man, the wind kind of kicks its butt a little bit, as you'd expect to a 224. You know what I mean? It's an 88-grain bullet. I'm only going 2730. Though you had to work after six hundred yards with the Valkyrie, but man, the the rifle ran like a raped ape. JP makes a hell of a system. The accuracy on the Valkyrie is money. It actually, I I I messed it up, but I did the Accu shot. Um, I misunderstood. I I kind of socialized in the whole thing. I wasn't, you know, I my head wasn't there, but it was good enough there. So, um, I don't know. Anyway. I, I I I go to the AccuShot, and I thought they said they're doing the center reticle for the Casey's part, but you'll get a point and And I misunderstood them from the center reticle to the Ace of Spade. I thought if you hit the black on the Ace of Spade, you got the point. And if, if, if you know, the center reticle to win the AccuShot. Well... I wasn't quite confident in where my zero might have been with with some of it and in, in a, from the day previous and all that. I didn't really know, so it was about 130 yards away for the for that shot. I held a tick high and it hit exactly where I wanted it, it like dead center, perfect. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" But it didn't hit in the reticle because I didn't aim at the reticle. I should have aimed. I should have held dead center. I was trying to kind of use a little bit of the drop with just my hundred yard zero. And hope with that two to three, it was going to go in, but it went zip there. And I couldn't even, originally, when I was sitting down, I couldn't even see my shot on the damn, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, on the playing card. I had to get up to it and look at it, and I broke like the tippity point of the ace of spade, but down inside. So the bullet was 100% in the black, but it was like just 100% right in the top of the ace of spade logo there. But, uh, Nah, man, so that was, that was a kind of a fun thing. Like I said, that, that JP just kicked butt. And it, it, I don't know, um, I ended up, I'm not quite sure my final thing. I'm looking at the combined. I'm either 12th or 16th, somewhere I'm 12th to 15th I came in. It, uh, my score-wise, when I looked at the combined, I'm not on there. I didn't see it because they had us in a, a military law enforcement thing, which I didn't know. I'm going to get into that in a second. Uh, there's a separate little scoring thing, and based on my score and my time on the pipes, which was the tiebreaker, it looked like I was tied at 12th, but his time was 120, and my time was 100 even, so I had him by like 20 seconds um, uh, on the guy who, was four, who had the same points as me, and he was 12th, so I'm guessing I'm somewhere around there, but I'm not 100% sure, I don't know. Uh, like I said, I, I, in the combined, the way I was trying to look on practice score, because I'm not a, a registered guy, I didn't see my name in the combined list, uh, so I'm not sure. But they had um, they had a military law enforcement division, which I didn't realize and, and know, like I knew, but they had the military, because there was no active military, they had a vet. It says vet and practice score, but it's on the trophy, it said military law enforcement so I was first place in that category, but at first I was in the back with John McQuay. I mean, I'm not going to go up to the prize table. Uh, I, I even bought raffle tickets and all that to support the Bethany Services, and I and I knew I wasn't going to go up to the table for that. He had a nice big prize table, and he raffled the majority of it off. I, I honestly, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention. That you know, and if they call my name. For the for the raffle tickets, I just yelled over like, "Give it to that RO! Give it to that person!" I you know I did that a couple times, but they called my name. At first, they called me for the top woman shooter because of the high heels, which was funny as hell. So then, they call my name on this top military law enforcement, and I'm like, "No, give my and I'm I didn't realize it was for a trophy. I thought it was another prize thing." because like I said, that table was pretty darn big and I'll get into the sponsors at the end of this. And I'm like, no, give it to someone else. And they're like, no, we can't. You got to come up here. I'm like, I'm like, what is this? And they're like, military law enforcement. I said, I'm not any of that. I'm not in, and they're like, no, you're a military vet. This is military vets. I'm like, no, give it to John, give it to this, give it to. And they're like, no, you gotta come up. So I went up and grabbed it. I, I felt a little weird. I was gonna give it. I tried to give it to John McQuay, and he's like, no, you want it fair and square. So we were both like bickering. No, it's you. No, you. No, because you. he's active cop. I'm not. But I get it. They did a vet thing, and I'm cool with the vets. You know, if they want to support vets like that, all about it. But uh, I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't there to win or take anything from anybody else. And uh, so, but it, it was such a fun time. A highlight for me was dinner with uh, Scott Whitehead and Chris Andrews. There, those guys uh, work for Germain Racing. Number thirteen, Geico car, Ty Dillon. It was like, oh, dude, NASCAR. They were they were. Uh, it's an off weekend for NASCAR. There wasn't a there wasn't a Monster Energy Cup race this weekend. There was a uh, a Camping World Truck. And then there was an Infinity uh, Series race, but not an, a, uh, a Monster Energy. So on the off weekend, you know, all these drivers are all around the world doing their, you know, their their vacation. These guys shot a rifle match for their vacation and they're R&D and crew chief guys. You know what I mean? So it was kind of cool that I sat down and talked to them at dinner that night. And I'm like, dude, you guys are NASCAR dudes. So we talked a little bit about the simulators and they showed us some video of the of the room and the wraparound and the and the car simulators they use because they can't practice on tracks anymore like they used to. So they use simulators now. But that's to me, that was a huge highlight of the event. Getting to meet those guys. That's like that's where I'm like starstruck. I'm like, oh wow, you guys are for a NASCAR team, like a real one. You know, it's not like some ARCA cars. But um no nah, man, this was a really fun match. It's a great if you're a guy out there. Well, you hear all this, and 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 I know I push a little bit of horror story stuff, and it's 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 a small percentage, and and we get that. I'm 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 a little bit, oh you know, but if if you want to shoot a match and you want to dip your toes and get your feet wet with zero pressure, zero, go to one of Gary's matches, man. Gary has several across the country. They're they're expanding. It's a good cause. It's a fun match. He brings in a variety of people to help, so you're not getting like the same stale experience over and over again. Go to one of Gary's matches in Learn. That's where you want to go to learn with no pressure. Like I said, it was so light. It was so fun. The place was so good. I mean, that 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 King Farm was just fantastic. The ranges, it's like do you want a weddings over there and rifle range over there, you know, get married in a manicured yard or go shoot a target. Um, so, you know, hats off to them for a really great facility. Um, it might be even worth to talk to them. I may see about a training gig there. Cause I guess during the week you could do some training at a reasonable rate. So I, I may follow up and and get in with them. But, um, Another thing, I got a list of sponsor stuff. I'm not going to go. He's got a long list of sponsors. Like I said, the sponsors really stepped up. Everybody from Accurate Solutions to Alpha uh, Munitions to uh, Area 419, Craig One. He's a shooter for them. Allen Dynamics, uh, B&T with the AccuShop, Bagara, Bighorn Rifles, Bushnell. Uh, Who else is here? Coltac. I I got to meet Dustin from Coltac. Really great dude. I've used his products. I have them on different things. Um, he was there, cutting edge bullets, right? EOTech, uh, Gray Bow Stocks, because Brittany McMillan's there supporting it. She has kind of a connection to the foster care with um, Kelly's wife in Arizona. So Brittany McMillan is now part of that. GRS Gunwork, Hawk Hill Barrel, Kestrel, uh, Kofjaeger Industries, uh, right? and leopold uh, magneto speed masterpiece arms uh, mpa was one of the bigger sponsors to there. mcmillan like i said mdt night force oss suppressors peterson uh precision rifle company prime ammo proof research uh spinner fit and chamber sub mmoa firearms tactical firearm finishes thunder beast thunder beast gave a bunch of stuff Trigicon saw a bunch of Trigicon out there. Two board precision, ultimatums. I saw I saw certificates for a ton of those ultimatum actions. Got uh John McQuay was running ultimatum stuff, a lot of uh good ultimatum things. Kelby, they did a raffle with the Knicks and the rifle, um Uh, yeah I think it was Josh right Uh, Josh Lemon right who shoots for Kelby him and I talked about the Knicks and just how damn accurate right out of the box that thing is for a comp gun if you want a turnkey comp gun that Kelby Knicks I'm going to be reviewing it I got it here I've already been shooting it it is a great turnkey system don't have to think about it go get it you're done and then Voodoo Gunworks and Vortex man Voodoo did a raffle and a whole thing I mean, these guys all stepped up. Great prize table. I mean, everybody gave, you know, well, quantity four, two, three, 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 you know, two, 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 two twos. all kinds of. Here's six. Thunderbeast, six certificates. You know, two full suppressors, 450% off. Okay, five grand worth of stuff. Most people averaged about, you know, here's three grand. Bushnell, three grand worth of stuff. You know, all these stuff. These are the people supporting these matches. This is where you say thank you. And I know I missed a few of these other companies that are there. There's some others in there. California Carolina Razorback. It's a one full day hog hunt certificate. Chamber Chillers. I saw those up there. Um, you know, there, there's a bunch. Eagle Eye. What is that? A custom ammo. Seal uh, One. Uh, various Seal One gift packet. I don't know what that is, but they were there. Uh, anybody else that I think I missed, Into the Woods, two custom reloading trays. You know, there's a really good company stepped up and supported Gary's stuff because Gary's monster infectious, man. You can't say no to the guy. I'm like, no, I don't want a prize. He's like, you got to have a prize. I'm like, all right, whatever, dude. If you say so. So, um, you know, again, this is the kind of stuff that I like to see that people are bringing it back to Make appeal feel welcome, make sure that you you're 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 out there having a good time. you're supporting new shooters. I saw one of the guys in my squad first stage we go up you know he's back off the pipe he's got the uh end of the rifle on the pipe only he's not really using his bag. I come walking up, hey dude, come up here, fix this. I was able to fix his position on the clock. Hey dude, go fix your position, try it this way, try it that way you know and and it was it was it was. A nice thing to be able to go and help somebody. It totally reminded me of my one day match, okay, or then not mine. I shouldn't say that of the one day matches we have here in Colorado, oh, the, the Pawnee stuff that Mike and I have been talking about. It, it reminded me like that, um, you know, quite a bit, and and that was the atmosphere of this event so go on there there, there's uh facebook pages there's internet you know websites and things like that for guardian long range and uh it it, it really really was a fun event uh billy nicks congrats to him came in third maxine top lady you know all that kind of stuff but data wise with that valkyrie and, and i'll circle back around to the valkyrie like i said Lighter rifle, loved it. My um, thanks to the uh guy. Oh, god, I'm gonna space on his his him and his wife's name. I have to go, uh, hold on. All right, sorry. Uh, Clay and his wife, thank you to Clay and his wife. Clay's wife is a, a doctor of physical therapy. She taped me up that morning, she took care of my shoulder and everything, and got and got got me in gear. And then with that lighter Valkyrie, it it made it so nice. Now, I was way underpowered after 600, 700 yards. It, 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 the, the little bit of wind alone was enough, and I didn't have enough time. I had like 40 rounds in Cal, uh, in Colorado. I'm going to say California. Yeah. 40 rounds in Colorado in that 18 to 24 mile an hour wind, and I did like another 40 rounds that day just messing around, but the winds were different. The angle was different. So direction of fire was a bit different in So I was trying to learn what it would do, and only going to that 714 yards, I was holding straight up on Friday, and then come, you know, uh, Saturday, I I had that half mil at six and in for most of those targets, I I had to hold wind, and so, um, you know, it wasn't just an edge of plate thing, and then after 700, it, it went big. You know, I, I was, I was out there uh, close to the two mills at a thousand, ended up, I did tag at a thousand. Uh, I got some eight, nine hits and stuff like that, but even dropping those, if I did a little bit better closer and if I didn't drop anything closer in, which is what I should have done. But again, I too busy laughing, you know, messing around sometimes and not paying much attention. I would come up to the stage and be like, what am I supposed to do? what's going on here? Because, uh, you know, social, the social side of it was a far bigger priority than the shooting side of it. And, uh, you know, it, it showed when I dropped a few points or when that win switched, man. There, there wasn't anything. I know it bit, Craig, we talked about it a bit at the, that same LaRue stage, that, that five to 900-yard LaRue stage. That's where he dropped his points, even with the wind sheet and game guns. You know what I mean? Because it, it would just switch up on you Unexpectedly, you had because this range is so manicured, you had no real indicators around the target. You, there was nothing to look at to see that it was switching up when you were engaged in the shots. So you couldn't take a cue or hesitate a little bit, get a cue, and then say, okay, that shot hit, everything's good. You know, like most of us, first shot hits, you're like, okay, follow that up and do the same thing. And when I did, it would go off the other side because the wind would switch that quick. Um, but that's, I mean, I'm going to learn the Valkyrie. I'm going to, I got a, a plenty of ammo with the 88 grain stuff. And so far it's doing, it's doing a really, um, a really nice job. I'm going to refine tune. I got to hopefully get a day where, uh, I don't have the winds. <laughs> it was funny last night, man. We, there was some like 70 mile an hour wind warnings here in Colorado. Speaking of which, God coming in when I was flying home yesterday They actually waved us off. I was in a 757 coming in from Chicago, and we were just coming down to land, and we were pretty much into approach. And they waved us off kind of last minute. And we ended up circling around about a seven, eight-minute time to come around and then come back and land because there was these winds and storms in the area. And it was really kind of a crappy landing, but I don't think it was the pilot's fault as much as the wind. And, and it just goes to show that the winds out here that we've been talking about have been so dang strong. And um, it just, even even to the point of landing yesterday in Colorado, we got waved off, you know? So, uh, you know, when we talk about that, that'll help put that in context, what kind of winds we're dealing with that it called off us a, a landing of a 757. But otherwise, you know, no drama, flew, got out uh, pretty easy and and I hope he makes that same match next year a two day because um he he's he's got it going on i mean I was done i think i was i i was done and back in the in in the barn in the in in the wedding barn there the wedding chapel barn by um two o'clock all done finished up, ready to go you know sitting there having having a glass of water or whatever uh by two o'clock so uh well run match great course of fires for new it was in and i like the idea of the big and small big target for a little bit of confidence make sure everybody gets the hit you can fine tune and finesse once they're shot up you know you got to really be on it to see where you're going but that the big target to, to confirm little target to test your accuracy big target little target big target little target that that's a good way to do it you know, I, I, I really like that approach. We take that same approach in our training. Hit the big, confirm on the little. Hit the big, confirm on the little. There you go. That way you know you're fine-tuned to where you're supposed to be and that it wasn't just a lucky hit because you're on a big piece of steel, you know. So, um, no, I, I really enjoyed it. I, it, was, it was well worth the time for me to get on an airplane, fly to Tennessee, shoot the match, and, 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 and just, like I say, touch base with everybody. Have the laughs that we're having. I mean, it's still going on today with the pictures and the stuff we're talking about. It, it was fun. I mean, my, you know, my face hurt. We were, we were smiling so much. And, and a big, big, big part of that is the atmosphere that Gary creates, that Gary promotes, and, and, and that Gary insists you maintain. Okay? He tells you straight up. If you ain't doing it, you're the problem, and you, we're gonna take care of you. Cause it's up to the, it's the individual, right? You make the match. You it, how you treat others and what you do is what makes it for everybody. If you're if you uplift your squad and and, and you go and reach out to other people, heck, walking, you know, I'm walking down. and I don't know who he was. Him and his wife I road or his girlfriend. I don't know what she was. um... He's like, wow, my first match. We're walking from the the, the 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 shooter's brief in the morning to the firing line. He was a little nervous. You could tell. I'm talking to him the whole way. Just do this, dude. Start off slow. Get your hit and get on. Don't think about the clock. Go as slow as it takes to get the hit. You're better to hit four than miss eight. You know, that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, that's kind of where... Where it is, it's just giving that encouragement. It's talking to somebody, even on even on the you know the 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 couple hundred yard walk to the firing line. The, it, it, and he wasn't in my squad. I, I didn't see him until the end of the day. Um, you know, because they they were hanging in the back, and and so. But that that's what it's about. It's about mentoring and helping those people. And Gary, because of Gary's history, he understands mentorship. And he promotes that, and that's why there's so many new shooters. that's why it's it's a successful little series, even though it's nomad, it's out there by itself, it's unaffiliated, it does well on its own. He doesn't need a three letter acronym to promote him okay he He's doing it all across the country on his own in in a lot of ways, and it's working so that that there's a clue in that. All right. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to, um, I'm going to get this kind of wrapped up for you. apologize for the delay. It's just, you know, with the travel, with the time, with the busyness and, and the whole thing. Thank you to Gary. Thank you to guardian. Thank you to everybody in my squad. Um, you know, all the guys, we had a great time. Um, er, you know, the, the new friends I met, the, the old ones I connected with, you no, know, you know, awesome job, awesome weekend all the way around. It, it, it was it was definitely worth my time and and I appreciate it. Thank you to JP. That rifle kicks butt. I mean, it little bitty mouse gunman and it works. You, you, you know top twenty whatever you want. It might be top fifteen. I don't know. I, I got in a top fifteen with a, with a two two four. Okay, you know next to you. So it, it it's it's there's some value there. And I could have done better at some of the shorter ranges. I dropped a few points that I should have. But once I learn the wind, I think I'll get a little tighter with it. All right, guys, this is Frank from The Everyday Sniper. Uh, I got some other stuff. I'm going to do another one tomorrow and update you guys. Um, A bunch of stuff came in. I come back to a a room full of boxes. I got to start kind of cleaning out my office here because the boxes are starting to pile up. But uh, we'll be jumping back into this. All right, guys, have a good one. Enjoy. No wind. (laughs) Yeah, right.